Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Miles Laboratories, makers of Alka-Seltzer, bring you another visit with Fibber McGee and Molly. Again, we invite you to listen to the transcribed adventures of Fibber McGee and Molly. The show is written by Phil Leslie and directed by Max Hutto. We'll see what's going on in Wistful Vista shortly. This is Eleanor Engel thinking about rules and how easy it is to break them. For example, we all know the rules of good eating. One, don't overeat. Two, don't eat foods that disagree. And three, try to eat leisurely. These are just common sense rules. We don't mean to break them, but, well, sometimes we do. Just human nature, I guess. And, of course, when we do break those rules of good eating, indigestion is liable to walk upon the scene. Well, that's why I want you to remember what I tell you about Alka-Seltzer and about the gentle, pleasant way Alka-Seltzer can relieve the discomforts of acid indigestion. Alka-Seltzer reduces excess stomach acid, settles an upset stomach, and relieves that stuffy, too-full feeling. It's just a really good idea to keep a package or two of dependable Alka-Seltzer on hand. Remember, all drugstores sell Alka-Seltzer. When the women's club announced that Stephen Shaw, noted author of the best-selling book, Women Are Wonderful, would give a benefit lecture tonight... The scramble for tickets was terrific. Uh, Here's the lady who arranged it all now, talking to her friend, Mrs. Toops. I'll be ready to go just as soon as I finish putting on the face, Mabel. What time are we meeting the girls? Told them we'd be there around 1 o'clock. We've got to finish decorating the auditorium and get everything ready. Spratley says we've got 400 tickets sold so far. Oh, wonderful. Say, isn't it just fabulous the way this whole thing is working out? Oh, the whole deal's just been fantastic. Getting into that man's house by pretending you were looking for a job as a cook. Honestly, Ma. (laughs) And then when they put me to work making Mr. Shaw a pot of soup before he'd even seen me. Yes, so he falls in love with your clam chowder and makes a deal to lecture for us if you'll make him more chowder. Isn't that something? A bowl a day for a week, that was the deal. Oh, what a routine. Sounds like Tessie Trueheart, scullery girl or something. (laughs) My hat on straight? Oh, yeah, fine. Come on, let's go. I got a pot of chowder simmering on the stove for him now for tonight. I'll have to tell McGee to turn it off at 2 o'clock. Who, me, Molly? Turn off what, the clam chowder at 2 o'clock? Okay. My, what big ears you have, Grandpa. Oh, you're jealous, Mabe. <laughs> How you going to get the stuff out to Shaw, Molly? Want me to drive you out to his house again? No, or? no, we're going to take it to him at the auditorium tonight, dearie. He's coming in early, 7.30, and he's going to have the clam chowder for his dinner before the lecture. Well, don't you worry about a thing. I'll keep my eye on the chowder and turn off the burner at 2 o'clock. Good. I'll phone and remind you because... Oh, hello, Dr. Gamble. Hi, Molly. Goodbye, doctor. Goodbye, doctor. Hi, McGee. Goodbye, doctor. Sonny, your hospitality overwhelms me. You are without a doubt a... Hey, what smells so good? You can't have any fatso, so wipe your chin. That's Molly's Aunt Sarah's special recipe for clam chowder. It's going to be delivered to Stephen Shaw, the author, tonight. Oh, I hope Mr. Shaw knows how lucky he is. He does. Come on out to the kitchen. I got some coffee I'll give you. It's a deal. Mmm, that stuff smells good. Do you mind if I just lift the lid and look at it? Well, I don't know. Molly said not to touch it. 
I'm supposed to turn it off at 2 o'clock. Wow. That does smell good, don't it? Think you ought to get a spoon and just taste it, you know, see if it's ready to turn off yet? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't think Molly would want us to fool with... Sure, a big potful, ain't it? Sure. She probably made enough for sure and for yours and Molly's dinner, too. Get two spoons, will you? Hmm? I'll check it with you and see if it's ready to... Oh, that chowder is wonderful. Could I have just a little bit more, McGee? Just a half a bowl? I don't think we'd better eat any more, Doc. Because if Molly don't have enough for Shaw tonight... Oh, oh, my gosh! Huh? Huh! It's all gone. What? There ain't a teacup full left, Doc. This pot's not as big as I thought it was. Oh, no. You you mean we... Ate every bit of it. My gosh, if Molly finds out, I mean... Gee whiz, Doc, if Shaw don't get his chowder, he'll tear the roof off. He'll call off the lecture. Molly will kill me. Oh, brother, she'll kill both of us. What are we going to do? Hey, wait, wait, wait a minute. Huh? The recipe. Aunt Sarah's recipe. Molly had it this morning and... Yeah, here it is. Oh. Look. You run downtown and get some clams. Right. I'll study the recipe and he- okay. eat some milk. Oh, this is our only hope. In just a moment, we'll try to straighten out the McGee's. Mother, I'm sure you know that good health doesn't come by accident. If you have a happy, healthy family, you deserve a lot of credit. And you probably realize you should guard against vitamin shortage. One of the common causes of loss of pep and energy. Now, an easy, practical way to protect your family against vitamin shortage is to give them one-a-day brand multiple vitamin tablets regularly, every day. You see, your meals may not always contain enough vitamins, but one-a-day brand multiple vitamins provide all the vitamins children and adults normally need to take. They are prescription-quality vitamins in small, easy-to-swallow tablets that leave no aftertaste. That's why youngsters take them willingly. And one-a-day brand multiple vitamins contain vitamin B12. Buy a package at the drugstore today. You'll be surprised at how inexpensive this important protection actually is. Ask for one-a-day brand multiple vitamin tablets in the blue box with the big red one. Okay, read me some more, Doc. What does it say? Pinch of salt and a tablespoon of pepper? Yeah, that's what the recipe says. Okay, there's the salt. And a tablespoon of pepper. No, no, wait. It says a tablespoonful of salt and a pinch of pepper. I read it wrong. Oh, for the... I already stirred it in. Oh, gee. My gosh, Doc, I'm having trouble enough with this chowder without you lousing me up. Can't you read for Pete's sake? I said I'm sorry. Well... Besides, you were the one that dropped your cigar butt in it. I didn't do that. That's a good I butt. fished it out, didn't I? It didn't hurt it. Just put it out, that's all. I still say the best thing for us to do is get the first plane out of town. When Stephen Shaw tastes your clam chowder, the little blow right off the auditorium. Come on, come on, quit gabbing. What's it say next on the recipe, Lard Bucket? Read it. Well, it says, add two tomatoes. I got them right here. Two tomatoes. No, no, not whole tomatoes. Huh? It says add two tomatoes peeled and cut in chunks. Well, why... Oh, for oh, the... 
Hand me the long-handled fork there. This ain't the silliest. Get them tomatoes out of that pot and peel them, will you? All I'll right. get the phone. It's probably Molly. She's on her way home and... Hello, McGee speaking. Dearie, this is me. Look, we've got a million things to do down here, and I'm going to be late getting home. Yeah? Oh, that's great. Swell. I mean, uh, that's okay, Tootsie. Don't you hurry. Take your time. I'll probably just get home in time to dress and get back here for Mr. Shaw's lecture. Did you turn off the clam chowder at 2 o'clock like I asked you to? Don't you worry about a thing. Uh, what time did you say we have to take it to him, to Shaw? At 7.30 at the auditorium. And for goodness sakes, don't dare touch it. You hear? I shudder to think what would happen with our lecture if Mr. Shaw didn't get his chowder. Oh, he'll get it. Don't, don't worry. Everything's fine. Goodbye. Whew. Now, that's a break, Doc. Molly won't be home for a couple hours, so we got time to get well, this come stuff. on. Let's get with it. Okay. Now, the next thing the recipe says is three potatoes peeled and cubed this time. So don't try How to put a... How the heck cube of potato? <laughs> Smells like it still needs something, don't it? Yeah, it needs throwing out. The minute you dropped that cigar of yours in it, we should have thrown it out then and left town because... Oh, the... pipe down, will you? Let me think. Uh, Seven o'clock and Molly will be home any minute. Doggone it, this chowder must be okay, Doc. It's just the same as Molly makes it. Except for the cigar. Uh, that was in there just long enough to change... I used the... the same recipe. I put everything in it that Molly puts in it, so it ought to be... What you looking at? That container over there on the refrigerator. Isn't that the... The clams! Yeah. Oh, I forgot. I forgot okay. to put the clams in. Quick, give them to me before Molly gets home. Yeah. McGee, I'm home. Uh-oh. Everything okay? Uh, oh, yeah, sure. What could be wrong? There's nothing wrong. Dump them clams in that pot, Fatso. Don't stand there. Okay. Hey, everything's fine, Molly. I have to rush right upstairs and get dressed, dearie. Oh, clams Light the burner hot. under the chowder, will you? I want it good and hot when Mr. Shaw gets it, because the happier he is, the better the lecture will go. <laughs> I just peeked through the curtains, Mabel. The crowd looks big. Must be over 500 people, and they're still coming in. And say, it's a good thing you got here when you did, Ma. Hmm? Mr. Shaw was pacing the floor, and you walked in that stage door with the stuff. Starving, he said. Where is he now, Mabel? What's he doing? He's in his dressing room, Doctor. Alone with his chowder. <laughs> mm. What, uh, what did he say about it, Molly? He, uh... He like it? Like it? Why, Doctor, he loves my clam chowder. Oh. That's how we got him to come here tonight, by promising hey, him... Hey, do you know it's practically 8 o'clock? He ought to get out here and start his lecture. Wonder what's taking him so long. Maybe he's unconscious, McGee. Gee, I don't know, Doc. You don't suppose... I mean, if he's sick, we're dead. Oh, here he comes. Good. Well, he's walking, Doc. He looks okay. Yeah. Ah, Mrs. McGee, that was just wonderful. <laughs> oh, well, I... I mean... Every time you make that chowder, it's better than ever. What do you do to it that makes it so sensational? Oh, Mr. Shaw, I... Well, I like to cook. I tell you, those little changes you made in your recipe today were strokes of genius. Ch uh, changes? Like the extra pepper you had in it. Gave it a nice tang. Uh, and this other thing... Well, honestly, this is hard to believe, but... Well, I gave up cigars a few weeks ago, and I missed them like the dickens. Oh? I don't know what you did to that chowder, Mrs. McGee, but I swear it relieved my craving. Just seemed to completely satisfy my craving for a cigar. Hmm. 
I wonder... Well, what you know about that? Oh, brother. One of those touches of spice you good cooks use, I suppose. Just some faint flavor that tasted like a good panatella. Oh, but say, I'd better get out in front of that curtain, hadn't I? Oh, yes, Mrs. Bradley's waiting to introduce you, Mr. Shaw. Yes, well, the subject of my lecture is women really are wonderful. And, Mrs. McGee, I'm dedicating it to you. Oh, sure, Mrs. Shaw. Bibber and Molly have a final word for you to come. I suppose it's no news that there seem to be a lot of colds going around. And if you're feeling the unpleasant effects of a cold and you don't know about Tabson, then here is really good news for you. Tabson, T-A-B-C-I-N, can help you. Yes, Tabson can relieve the sniffles, sneezes, watery eyes, feverish feeling, headache, and general aches and pains. What's more, you can take Tabson at any stage of a cold. You'll be delighted with the wonderful way Tabson brings relief in colds. Buy some at your drugstore in the bright red package. Tabson. You know, I just can't figure it out, McGee. How in the world my clam chowder had the, uh, the, uh, what was it Mr. Shaw called it? The faint flavor of a good panatella. Yes. I know you didn't have anything to do with it because you haven't had a good panatella in years. Those cigars you... Just don't you worry about it, Tootsie. Besides, we gotta go home. It's late. Okay. So long, everybody. Goodbye, y'all. Bibber, McGee, and Molly Transcribed is brought to you Mondays through Fridays at this time by Miles Laboratories, makers of Alka-Seltzer. Arthur Q. Bryan plays Dr. Gamble, Mary Jane Croft is Mabel Toops, and Will Wright played Stephen Shaw. This is John Wald, hoping you've enjoyed the program and inviting you to join us again. Hear the news with Pauline Frederick, weekdays on most NBC radio stations. <laughs>